right. We are live. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Jussel podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about building your identity, creating your brand, and how that all rolls into your job search. I've got some panel guests here today. Uh, I have Jim Mullenbring. Uh, Jim Mullenbring's a, a, a coach and business consultant uh, hailing from um, St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome, Jim. Uh, Glad to be here. Ted. Ted Turk is also here from uh, Volo Ventures, also a, a coach and uh, has been on previous Jussel podcasts as well, talking about numerous things. Welcome, Ted. Hey, great to see you again. And Ted, you're hailing from Atlanta. Yes. Yes, sir. Welcome. And Melissa Kahn is joining us here from Raleigh, North Carolina. Melissa is a communications specialist with uh, BASF. Do I have the acronym right? Yes, acronym right. correct. Thanks, Ernie. Oh, all right. So welcome, everybody. Um, let's do a quick round of introductions, and and then we'll get into our topic here. Uh, I, I love that it came out of a hiking and coaching discussion, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, but uh, let's do quick intros, and I'll start with Jim. Uh, let's. Uh, where are you at, Jim? What are you up to these days? And um, and then we'll, we'll go around the room. Yeah. So I um, lead my own... Uh, uh, business strategy consulting and, and uh, leadership coaching practice. Um, I also am a contract coach, you know, with the Bailey Group uh, here in the Twin Cities area. So I do a lot of coaching through them as well. And and I uh, tend to focus on the kind of medical healthcare, medical device space, and doing some fun projects uh, with the University of Minnesota as well. So so really glad to be here. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Mm -hmm. Ted. Yeah, well, my name's Ted Turk. I'm in Atlanta. My company is Voyo Ventures. And I specialize in coaching um, small business owners and executives, and I'm also a uh, coach in the Better Up program. Awesome. Thanks, Ted. And Melissa? So I have managed global marketing communications initiatives for BSF for about the last five years. And before that, still in the marketing communication space, but for all different kinds of industries. Right now it's agriculture, it's been healthcare, Fire truck manufacturing company at an ad agency, the list goes on. Yeah. And I am also happy to be supporting a communications initiatives with the Jussel team. Thank you, everyone. Um, so to set up this this discussion, Jim and I were hiking down in North Carolina. Jim was crisscrossing the country and happened to swing by uh, Raleigh, where I'm at. And uh, we've both been looking for uh, opportunities to just get out in the woods and coach and hike and talk about stuff. And uh, where I am in Raleigh, we're surrounded by all sorts of nature trails and mountains and whatnot. And so we went down to Raven Rock and just talked about life and everything. And uh, we got to talking about how we identify uh, with our work and our life and our, our talk track. And as Jussel is in the service of job seekers, uh, this is something that that comes up often is is what's your elevator pitch? what What do you bring to the table? Who are you? Uh, and we talk about everyone's LinkedIn banners and they have their little kind of advertisement at the top. Um, that's a really hard thing for for folks to do, uh, especially when they're just trying to get a job or um, they haven't really thought about that in a while. Uh, or um, they really identify with work very closely. And if they're not working, that can be really, impactful to kind of their self-worth persona, that sort of thing. Um, so we thought we'd unpack that a little bit and, and talk more about how we can, um, how people can be more intentional about their own identity, 
the, and being a whole person, but also how that rolls into building a brand for your job search, your business, whatever it is you're putting out there to the world. Um, how was that, Jim? Was that I articulate that the narrative from our, our chat in the woods? Yes. Yeah, you did well. And and I thought, Ernie, it'd be really helpful to start with just some very simple definitions here so yeah. that we yeah. kind of talk about it. I, you know, identity, you know, and please others jump in here. But identity is really how, how do I see myself, right? I think is one simple way of defining, right? Brand would be how I present myself to others, right? And I think there's a third piece in here, which is reputation, right? Which is how others see me. Right. right, you know, and that—that's a piece you want to influence, but really is in the in the realm of of how others others see you. So I think that's kind of helpful to define here as we get started. And I think the lines are a little bit blurred too sometimes with brand and reputation because sometimes what you want to put out there as your brand might not be how people have perceived you, and so that's another thing I think to consider as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was in an exercise. Um, where, where it was a, a getting to know you kind of icebreaker exercise. And it was a bunch of people who um, have worked together over a number of years and uh, they put us all in a room and uh, you got a, a piece of paper stuck on your back and it had different quadrants of, of your personality type, whether you were logical, uh, uh, promoting, uh, they had a whole, uh, 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 just a, a myriad of different uh, quadrants you could potentially be placed in. And uh, so you walked around and people just came up to you and scribbled on your paper where they thought you were in the quadrant. And then it, it was everybody's kind of walking around the room, talking to one, another, to one another, writing on one another's backs. And then you take the piece of paper at the end of the event and you see how you're perceived. Uh, and it was a great conversation starter around, well, this is how I intend to be. This is how I'm showing up. And it was way faster than having to read through a 360 survey and <laughs> going through all those, those, that, that paperwork, we did it in a half an hour. Um, but I thought that was really powerful and kind of a wake up call for people who just think, well, I'm just being me. People get it. People know who I am. Uh, no, you sometimes have to put a lot of effort and be intentional about that stuff. Right. It reminds me of an exercise I did during a CTI leadership program where yeah. Somewhere along the, the second week um, or the second retreat, you get up in front of the room and they start reading out words and they start scoring whether that word, they identify that word with you. And from there on, you kind of build off of that. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of illuminating. Yeah. Yeah. And also who you are, the professional versus the personal space, even I mean, you do have to be, in, in my experience anyway, I felt that I had to be much more intentional in the professional setting because of just cultural norms and how you present yourself in a professional setting and how you talk to people and so on and so forth. And yeah. working in a global position, that's certainly another thing also is not only how I'm just presenting myself as a, a person, but also as a professional and someone who's being, you know, cognizant of other people. Yeah. Uh, perceptions and whatnot based on their cultural backgrounds. I want to add to that one, uh, Melissa, because I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I think people have about identity is that for, for too many people, I think their work or professional identity equals their identity. Right. And, and I think you just brought up, you know, I think a number of different kind of categories of identity. I think there's likely like a professional category. Right. You know, which is which is where everyone really gravitates to. Right. Um, I think there's relationship, you know, types of identities, right? There's, um, you know, personal competencies or strengths or, or characteristics, right? Areas of interest, expertise, 
you know, those kinds of things. Um, and the other areas gotten a lot of, uh, I think, uh, I, you know, um, attention, you know, more recently has been, you know, a gender identity, for example, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, other kinds of, you know, related ones to that. Yeah. And, and so from a, from a work identity perspective, um, there's, there's, there's the danger of pivoting too much into that. And I, I was just reading an article about uh, enmeshment where, um, yes, enmeshed in your job, uh, that it begins to define you, right? Um, and and if, if you put too much of your stock in that definition, and if anything happens to that, it's it can threaten your self-worth, your everything else around you. Uh, we are more than our job. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to 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 absorb or, or admit i think there are some jobs where there's a certain level of um um there, there are certain jobs that have a level of uh uh, uh praise heaped on them you know like surgeons lawyers uh where you're in a different type of orbit right um and some of that is more of like a badge of honor where uh others aren't so much um and and i, I think too that we have the uh, kind of the the gender and um uh what's the what's the the word for the different generations generational divide right? um if it is that a do, do do we feel like that has become a multi-gender multi-generational challenge of being too wrapped up in the 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 work defines me as who i am is is that a thing or, or are we just reading that in the news what, what do we call on the current generation is still millennials are we talking about well, it's well, gen boomers through Gen Z. XY, Gen Z, millennials, right? Yeah. In yeah. in the marketing world, don't we we see the the these the younger groups as less identified with their career, um, more willing to change, um, more willing to to tell you to, more more willing to quit on you too, right? A lot more job, so maybe there's not as much identity professionally in that younger generation. I think yeah. that's also because possibly they're still working on their own personal identity and they're trying to figure out maybe who they are and what they even want to do. And so maybe not being tied to one job has to do with, you know, maybe that's just not the path that I thought it would be. Maybe I've changed as a person and maybe I'm more willing to make that change now as opposed to maybe later when you have perhaps more riding on your job position, more like financially, for example, and you feel right. more inclined. Okay. I found something that I'm I'm confident and comfortable at, and now I can see myself growing there. And now I want to invest more. And maybe that's when the, the, you've created more of a, you know, identity for yourself. And so your, your brand becomes to light a little bit more. You've had more time to develop it. A little more freedom in the frame, potentially. Yeah. I, I think you hit on a really great point um, there, Melissa, just, I think that the more narrowly we identify ourselves, you know, in our identity, I think the more, I think, barriers that frame you talked about, Ted, the more, I think, restrictive that frame is, you know, for us. Uh, I think I, I worked, you know, for a company for a very long period of time. And you know, we used to brag, you'd have, um, you know, blue in your veins. And that was the brand color of the company, right? You know, but uh, over time, you know, and and after my transition, you know, out of that company, I mean, that was, that was really difficult for me to unweave kind of my identity kind of, you know, with that organization uh, from kind of who I was, right? And, you know, and so I, I'm not, you know, it, that the whole concept of I'm not my job title, I'm not my company, right? That element of it, I think is, 
and, and, and really having that broad, diverse kind of sense for your identity, um, you know, and being proud of essentially what you contribute to your work, of course, is really critical. But I think um, I think that opens people up and it opens, especially those who are thinking about different jobs, different careers, different companies and, and wanting to make those switches. I think that um, that's a, a healthier approach to looking at your identity than, than I think um, something that is really very, very narrowly um, focused around kind of one company, one type of job, one job description or one job title. Yeah, it seems like the people that navigate the change most most easily, right? Change is hard. Um, yeah. Are the ones that their values really connect to their identity? What yeah. so you know, what what's important to them? How does that show up? And then that yeah, is I love that yeah. more transferable than yeah. You know, you know, anytime you have that comparison part, right? I'm the best in my field. I am the the director or VP in this organization. That's it's good, but there can be some negative impacts from that too. Say, say more about that, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like there's, there's a balance between like identity and ego and ego being um, kind of a comparison thing. I need to be seen as, um, I need to be seen as smart. I need to be seen as, right. And then there's a lot of things where we don't have control over that part. And then like, if you, I think of like the, the should, like I should be given this opportunity or I should not do that because it's below my um, capabilities. It just. Right. Artificial guardrails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Self, self-imposed. Yeah. You know, I, I, that prompted in me, Ted, just thinking, you know, you know, uh, somebody saying I am, you know, that's often a identity, right? Is the I am and then fill in the blank right after it. Right. So, so thinking about, you know, I am, you know, director of strategy, you know, that's my job title, right. Versus I am a strategist. You know, it's, I mean, to me, there's a very fundamental difference between those two phrases, right. You know, that says, Hey, I have, I have strong competencies in areas versus I have a job title, right. That has, (laughs) that has responsibility for a specific area, right? And so, so to me that I am the strategist piece is, is more about identity, right? And, 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 and then you think about how well you can apply that more broadly, whether it's in the company or out of the company or in your next job and this job, that kind of thing. And, and then I think that, you know, um, you know, Melissa, you talked about brand earlier. I think that can relate to, you know, how you want to show yourselves to others as well. Yeah. And sometimes depending on, who you work with and the different departments they might be in, they might see different sides of your brand. So it's not like a one brand fits all, I would say. And uh, I think it's something, Ted, you mentioned about just coming up as your your real self. I think there's something to be said about authenticity. And it's I think it's very challenging sometimes to grapple with that because I think there's a, a misconception that, yeah, I need to be a certain way. I should, as you mentioned, Ted, I should be a certain way to get to this position, this promotion, this task. But then when do you start losing some of your identity because you feel that you're being almost fake if that doesn't align who you are and what you're trying to be? I mean, we all have our our own set of skills that we try to, to play with, you know, and we try to put forward. But if there are some areas that you feel that you're just being fake to get to a certain point, well, perhaps that's something to consider as well because I don't think that identity needs to be stirred like if, if you if you are this person that you want to be and you have 
figured out your identity, which doesn't need to be the same for your whole life, of course. Right. Like I mentioned before, right. it totally can change. But I think there's something to be said about what you bring to the table and how you bring it versus being like fake. Yeah. Which, yeah. Here, here's yeah. Here, here's a persona I'm trying to create. That that isn't me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that. I was thinking about setting intentions for coming here or for doing other meetings I had today. And so you set an intention, but it needs to be authentic. It doesn't want to be fake. You don't want to act, right? It needs to be authentic. People can see through the fakeness. Absolutely. And how long can you carry on that facade? How long are you going to be, be fake and like keep pretending that you were this or you're that before it gets kind of tiring? And then you know, you're, you're questioning again, who you are and right. what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. I think a facade is a fake identity, right? You know, right. Uh, yeah. Both. Um, yeah. Literally. And then potentially figuratively as well, you know, so. Yeah. And, and fake it till you make it isn't really a, I, I think that's a dated, quite dated uh, uh, a phrase from, from a time long past, but um, I, pe people, people are perceptive. People see through that stuff. Um, and uh, what, what is more powerful is authenticity, vulnerability, showing up with the, I don't know, I'd love to learn. How can I help? <laughs> right. Um, that, that opens more doors than I know this. So right. uh, I, I think that that has, uh, there's been a shift um, in, in uh, how we approach things and how we approach one another. Um okay. I don't know. I love having this conversation with my coaching clients and yeah. tell me, does this apply when you're interviewing for jobs is what do you need from me? What do you need in this yeah. role? Yeah. Yeah. It's always about them. And a lot of times, even just, so I remember being on so many interview panels and the resumes all pretty much looked the same, but yeah. there were certain uh, features, factors that you, you really just hone in on as a person, as someone, as a potential colleague, so on and so forth. And I, I think it's important to, to hone in on those things. It's more than just what Ted, you mentioned before, what you see on like a checklist that I feel like I need to be like, do I have to be passionate about this or can I just be prepared? Bernie, you sent me an article and I, that point really resonated with me because you might not be the most passionate about what you're doing at this time, but if you come forward with preparedness and show that you care about a topic, because everybody's time is very precious. And if you're taking time to prepare for something, I think that speaks a lot more volume. Yep. 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 And the, the, this is an example I, I talked about earlier uh, with our group before we joined the call is around reputation. There, there's what you're putting out there and, and how you're, you're seen um, one of the questions I like to ask job candidates is what are you known for? Uh, there, there's all this stuff I'm reading, but when people talk about you, it, what, what do they, what do they say? And, and, um, for, so for example, Jim and I worked together at a previous company and he was known as a thought leader for all these different types of technology. And we just knew, well, if we're stuck here, Jim can help us boil this down to the job to be done <laughs> and, and can help us see this through. So he, he became that go-to person for so much of what it was we were trying to do to, to drive initiatives forward. Um, and I don't even know if, if you knew that Jim, that, um, you know, lots of folks looked up to you as, uh, only we could be more like Jim and, and be in this space and, and, and driving, driving all this activity. Right. So but that, uh, that's, that's hard to put on a resume. <laughs> right. Right. And 
Uh, thank you, Ernie, for that. Uh, and yeah, I think it's um, you know some of that is earned, right? right. It, there's, there's a there's your brand piece of it, which is which is again how you're positioning yourself, right? And then there's a piece of it that's that that you earn, right? Um, and you know through your work and through you know through the efforts that you have and your successes and your failures and and that piece of it, and then uh, and then that turns into reputation, right? So there's there's that earning phase, I think, you know, in between. Kind of how it, it's it might even be an aspirational identity because I think you know we were talking about what's fake right in a facade you know before um, but so I think there's there's elements of of who we are you know essentially right now but I think there's also ones that people or our identities that we aspire to right and and we're not there yet you know but I think you can still be authentic you know and really reaching for that as well. Do do any of you have a um, a mission statement? Personal mission like, statement? Like if, if if someone were, yeah, personal mission statement, just what do you bring to the world? You know, going through coach training, um, we certainly had to come up with our life purpose statements. Right. So, right. So I'm a, I'm a prism that illuminates, right? I help Ooh. people see what, I help myself see, I help other people see what possibilities are, right? I just fished mine out of my wallet. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and so mine um, mine started longer, right? You know, I had this concept I was really attracted to about being like a conductor or even a maestro, right? That piece of it. Yeah. But, but then, you know, it, it shifted over time for me. And, um, and it's probably a time for another shift for me. But this has been mine for a while, which was, you know, uh, I am the music uh, moving to beautiful. And, and so it, it wasn't really the, the being the conductor, which, I mean, that was kind of a role I was playing or the maestro, yeah. but it's actually the yeah. music itself over time. And so, so this has, has kind of unique meaning for me, you know, around, you know, how can I contribute to beautiful, right? And, and, and not only for myself, but for others. And so, yeah, so that, that one's mine. Cool. What about you, Melissa? I have never even thought of such a thing, which is funny because in my day-to-day with uh, marketing different brands within the company and our portfolio, the BSF brand, our division, and we do so many exercises for that brand value propositions. I have not thought about like what would be a mission statement for myself. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting exercise. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's our rallying cry? I, mean, what's I, our... I think, yeah. what was that, I think that's, you know, if I, you know, I, I think as, as, you know, we're talking to, you know, career seekers and changers and such here in this podcast, you know, I think doing, doing that work, I think can be really helpful and, and even filling in what are the, what are the, what are the multiple identities that I can stand fully in right now? Right. You know, I am a leader, I am a strategist, right. I'm an engineer, I'm a coach. Um, you know, those are kind of, um, I would say kind of often role oriented, but, you know, the elements of I'm a listener, you know, I'm a, I'm a synthesizer, you know, I'm a collaborator. I, I feel like, I feel like mine is I'm a, I'm a fascinated, fascinated anthropologist asking lots of questions. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, I, I never seem to stop being curious. Uh, and, and it's, it's with the intent of how can I help? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you think about sharing those in a job interview, right? Or, you know, saying I'm a fascinated anthropologist, 
you know, that's going to cause some attention. Right? <laughs> and you think about that, you know, that's going to yeah. really catch attention, I should say. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that's an, that's an element around, uh, I'd say, some helpful work, you know, that people yeah. can do is to to get those those really short, powerful statements, right, that can build potentially to a full kind of mission statement or purpose statement as well. But but those those elements, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's bursting with the question that says, well, tell me more about that, right? When you right. when you when you say I'm a you know, I'm a fascinated anthropologist, right? Right. Yeah, and what comes to me is like you, you mentioned the guardrails. So the identity, we want to expand the guardrails, not narrow them, right? So it's about values and it's about excitement and challenge and imp, um, alignment and impact for others. Uh, it's really, it, sh- it should be empowering, not const- not constrictive. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and most of what we've talked about here is around just self-talk, kind of building building this uh, within ourselves, right? And um, the we haven't really gotten much into how we put that out to the world, right? It's kind of get, getting our own head, heads around, who am I? What do I want to put out there? Um Kate Lewis, who couldn't make this call, uh, she's the owner of Connections Consulting Partner. She just put out a, a, a great post around defining your brand. One of the uh, her her define your brand statements was, um, and I'll just read it and I'll, I can post it later. Uh, start by identifying your unique strengths, skills, and qualities that set you apart from others. Right. This could include your expertise in a particular area, your personality, or your work ethic. And once you have identified your brand, create a mission statement that summarizes your brand and what you stand for. So I feel like a lot of that uh, touches on the things we've been talking about today. And, and the next step would be, how do you get that out into social media? How do you, how do you build, how do you put that out to more and more people so that you start to pop up in searches uh, when, when people are looking for people like you? Like you. Um, so, so I think that that would be an interesting potentially another podcast topic around um, once you focused on kind of who you are and what you want to put out there, ways to all the different mediums that are out there to, uh, I know Melissa and I have talked about TikTok and um, using that from a Jessel perspective. And it's banned uh, so, in Minnesota, isn't it? What's that? TikTok's been banned, banned in Minnesota. Correct? It was banned somewhere. Oh, Montana. Sorry. It's one of those M states in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah out there somewhere. Um, sorry. Apologies to people watching this from, from Montana. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there, there are just so many different ways to put yourself out there. Um, but if you have to be consistent, right. And, and ensure that you're showing up in the same way in all of those mediums so that people start to say, even for us, we're like Jussel, what is, what is Jussel there for? Right. We're there to help people get jobs faster, better, easier. Um, and, and we should be, honoring that every time we have an opportunity to be putting ourselves out there to, to the world. So, um, and, and Melissa's great as, as we talk more and more about what we want to do with our content, ensuring that we don't get too whoa, trying to do everything, um, really be focused on our core mission. Who are we here to help? And, and let's start with that and, uh, and build, build as we, as we go. Um, I did this with a client very recently where we actually yeah. went through a personal brand exercise and kind of created yeah. it like a vision board. Yeah, and then cool. they took it, took it and floated it to some of their colleagues. And what do you think? Is yeah. This is how I show up. Yeah. Cool. Did they come back to you with, with the results of that? Was that, uh, yeah, yeah. How did it was, that go um, for them? Yeah. It was, it was very powerful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ernie, the one thing I want to add to this is um, oftentimes people like to, to say or stay very functional, right? You know, in, in the marketing kind of parlance of things, it's functional benefits, right? If you're positioning yeah. yourself, right? Um, you know, but but there's a whole element around the emotional appeal, right? And and how do you want others to feel, right? And so so as as people are pulling together that kind of that that view of themselves, right, or that brand, that piece of it, you know, the best brands actually evoke emotions, you know, for people. And that's when you think about how we make decisions. As much as we like to um, think that we're rational human beings, you know, we're also very very emotionally driven and such. And so so you know, just I would say a recommendation to all those who who want to be very kind of logical and rational. Great, gr good foundation to start and be data driven and that piece of it, but. But to actually appeal to decisions and appeal to um, you know how human beings uh, connect and relate to each other is you, you have to pull on the emotional side of things as well. And so think about how yeah. how you craft your communication to be more effective in doing that. Awesome. And I think even from that, the the empathy side. I mean, if you're tailoring sort of what you're saying to your audience, then in a way you're. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're you're putting out your personal brand. It doesn't mean that you're fake, but you're putting out. A you that makes sense to the other person and what you're trying to accomplish and how you're trying to accomplish it. Sometimes it's the pace. Sometimes, I mean, it, it can be a number of different factors, but I think that makes a difference too, because we could be having a very fast paced conversation and someone would really appreciate that because they appreciate efficiency. And someone else might think, well, you're just glossing over all of these amazing details that we really want to dive into. And, and it could be a totally different perception. So right. I don't think that brand is one note by any means. I mean, it can't be. Yeah. Um, right. What is it? And, and I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso. And if we have other, any other Ted Lasso fans on the, the call here, uh, all people are different people. Right. <laughs> um, and and I, I try to remind myself of that as often as I can. I think we all encountered challenging different people sometimes. And uh, sometimes I, I think, especially after having been through this journey more recently with the coaching and talking to so many folks out there through Jussle, uh, that most people are out there doing the best they can, positive intent and stay curious and, 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 and not, not be, not judge people too, too quickly. Right. Or not try to not put them in a box too quickly either. Right. Um, cool. Well, yeah, believe it or not, learning from coaching. Oh, Go ahead, Ted. Sorry. That's my biggest learning from coaching. Yeah. Don't put people in boxes too quickly. Yeah. Or start it off. We can help it. But yeah, who needs boxes? No boxes. Well, that's we are at time. Oh. Go oh. ahead, Melissa. Go ahead. Say, I think that's a hard thing, though, because if someone is uh, sort of assessing your brand without maybe you even talking to them and it just comes from mannerisms and how you present yourself and so on and so forth, I think that's a really challenging thing to not put someone in a box because it's totally based on your own experiences but well, uh, yeah and like what do they say mind well and it takes i think human nature the way our brain works we we assess someone within the first few seconds of meeting them or something based on non-verbal things even um so that that's a hard evolutionary thing to to fight against right we're, we're wired to put people in a certain category back from when we were running away from lions threat not threat right <laughs> so um yeah all all good and stuff and that's where uh mindfulness comes in too right to, yeah. to be able to slow down and to realize what we're what we're doing and what we're thinking and how that's impacting our our, yeah. our impressions and our actions 
we have so many podcast topics to get into uh, over the next couple of months. We we had a little break, and and I'm super excited that we're building a a nice long list of things to get talking about again. So I am super excited to have had this chat with y'all. Um, so we are at time, unfortunately. I think we could have talked about this for a whole other half hour uh, or longer, but we do have to wrap up. Any parting thoughts? We'll go around the room, starting with Melissa. Parting thoughts. Well, uh, it's it's a lot easier said than done, I would say. <laughs> I would get seem like, oh, just, you know, create that personal brand, you know, uh, solidify your identity. It's definitely uh, easier said than done. So I think that takes time, takes personal reflection. Sometimes that also means talking to a mentor or a coach, bouncing ideas off of figuring out what you want. Uh, there's a lot of aspects to it. So don't give up. Ted. Yeah, well, thanks for including me in this. It's been a lot of fun. And parting thoughts are be authentic. Know your values, know what's important to you, um, because you can't act your way through it. And then set some intentions when you're on an interview. How do you want to show up? And Jim, bringing us home. Yeah, um, I guess I would say explore your rich and varied identities, right? And own them, you know, step into them. Um, and then you know, as you, as you think about your identity, um, you know, those of us in the coaching side of things, you know, the definition of fulfillment is kind of living your life in alignment with your values, right? I would also add, but also in ways that are aligned with your identities as well. That's fulfillment. Well, I continue to be curious and fascinated by all of you. Thank you so much for coming to chat about this very interesting topic today. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening and watching to the Jussel podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks, everyone. Great. Thanks. Thank you.